In this week's episode, it's a whole new world at the Disneyland Resort as final preparations are made for the opening of Galaxy's Edge on Friday. A classic version of a beloved ride is returning for a limited time, but will bringing it back have the desired effect? Sleeping Beauty's castle has finally unveiled its new look, and it's a sight lovely to see. Head over to Tomorrowland Theater for the Toy Story 4 preview before it gets overrun with strollers. Also, signs galore, hashtag fat time, pizza planet, and more on this oh-so-tickled episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. Never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look hello hi hey what's up i'm back are you guys know. excited i've been uh snorting some cocaine so i might be doing Ooh. some sniffling <laughs> whoa whoa you can take it all the way there i went back to the 80s in my time machine my hot tub time machine and then uh you know you know it's the 80s you, you know get, there's a new you gotta do you know james spider style makes me think there's a new netflix feature or new, a new movie on netflix it's called see you yesterday and it's uh it's about some kids that like crack time travel to go back. I haven't heard of it. I saw something about it. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. I mean, it's you know they're like uh, younger black kids, so it's kind of a different take. But uh, it some looks pretty cool. You know, it wasn't cool. What last night's episode of Chernobyl? Uh, I you know I'm not there yet, so we're gonna have to refrain from talking about it. But just the shows are all breaking for the end of spring break. I guess you'd call it for TV. Wait, I thought so you had already watched. Chernobyl. No, I have them saved. I oh, haven't you haven't started. watched any of it. Okay. I'll probably binge like half of it and then the last of it. Well, it's about to be done. Next week's the last one. Good. So. Then I'll binge all of it. That's How many are there? Six? Four? Uh, was it six? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about really right good. for the HBO. The the HBO. You'd probably like it. Cool. The the HBO. The HBO. Yeah, like the one. Like a couple of years ago, we went to the EDC. Okay. And now we're gonna go watch the HBO. Cool. And then right now people are listening to the mouse pyre. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what the hell's going on? So anyway, hey, guess what? I went to the parks. Uh, you did? Yeah, I went to the parks. What? Uh, for, uh, it was a, the AP sneak peek of the sneak peek of Toy Story 4. Were you there for that? What yeah. time did you get in? I uh, got in um, when to start. At, that was loud enough to go on air. Sorry. <laughs> it started at, what time did it start? Five? I think so. Yeah. I think six, it started at five. Maybe six. So, yeah, I was there, I mean, in line for the very first one. Not the very first one, but the, you know. So I was there with some friends from the Netherlands, from Holland. Uh, and we didn't get over to that part of the park until kind of late. And uh, I rushed over to try to, like, get into the line right at the end. And they were like, uh, no, that's it. 
Oh, so you were there at the end. Very, very end. It was a little weird. You were asking earlier how they're entering people if they're doing a refurb on that theater, and they're entering people from the exit side, which is a little weird. Well, yeah, they had the front of the Tomorrowland Theater all boarded up and, you know, walled off. You know, Anthony loves his walls. Yeah, totally. And um, so what they had, they had people going into the Starcade in the bottom floor of the Starcade. They had the queue in there. And they also had um, photo op in there for the APs. What was the photo op? That's what I did. Oh, see. I saw a picture of the photo op. Yeah. And now that explains why the photo op is there. I was like, why is there a photo op here? That's weird. So it was a uh, buzz. And then later on, Woody came out. I don't know what other characters might have, you know, appeared. I just saw those two while we were waiting in the queue. Then uh, Bo Peep. Maybe. I don't know. Isn't she... Was, I don't think. Remember, I, she was I, advertised to be coming. To yeah, it? but I'm pretty sure when the movie opens, she's going to be there. I'm not sure if she was actually oh, there. So this is separate. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if she was actually made her appearance there at that time. But they had you into the, through the Starcade. Once you came out the Starcade doors is when they were giving the magical button. No, huh? they were giving those when you walked into the theater. Oh. They changed it up at some point then. Probably. My experience, I didn't get to see the sneak peek. I figure I'll do it in a day or two when I'm back at the park. But We know you don't care. We, you just wanted the button. I did just want the button. <laughs> apparently, this is a much longer sneak peek, though, so I do want to see it. It's like 20-something minutes. Apparently. No, 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 no. That's what they told us. It's not 20 uh, minutes. No? No. Uh, that's what they told us. <laughs> that's crazy. So I just wanted the button, but luckily, I know one of the guys that uh, organizes a lot of these things at Disney is one of the higher-up guys. Uh, you know, I say I know him. We know him from there, and he's cool. Name dropper. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not dropping the name. I don't want to get anybody <laughs> in trouble. Nonetheless, I said, hey, you know, if I just wait to the end, you got any extra, any extra buttons? All I care about is the button. If there's no room for me, it's all good. And he's like, yeah, just wait till the line is all the way in, and then I can give you whatever buttons. You know, so I just waited for him. Cool. Got to hit the important stuff. Anyway. Uh- in this preview, is really cool because they actually tell you how Bo Peep was basically gone. What happened in the storyline with her, uh, why she wasn't in uh, whatever. That's probably the beginning of the movie, I'm guessing, like a prologue or something. Well, the thing about this movie, or not the, the, the sneak peek, is they actually give you two full scenes. Whoa. That was really interesting. Whoa. So it uh, is longer than the normal ones, uh, just not 25 minutes. No, they're just two half scenes. Yeah, they're basically, well, basically, they give you two two scenes and then at the end of the second scene it's just like clip 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 you know real quick and then it's over but i was really inter- uh, it was really um interesting how they actually give you two full scenes That's probably why it made it seem longer to some people yeah uh, i think it's about eight minutes maybe ten the whole thing yeah well that's shorter than usual then no they're usually about 10 minutes Previews usually are, 12 minutes well, they used to be 12 the, minutes it depends on the movie but they usually been like 10 minute long because they even tell you on uh, Disney Parks Box have been telling, oh, come watch this 10-minute sneak peek. Oh. So They're starting to cheat you. Well, I don't think it really matters. But well, Two minutes makes a difference, man. Calm down. Um, Breathe deep. I, had a, I had a good one there, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the scenes are really awesome. They tell you the story of, like I said, how Bo Peep lost they, her sheep. How she got no, cast, no, cast she didn't aside. Lo- she how didn't, she found her sheep. She didn't lose her sheep because the sheep went with her. So, oh, I see. Yeah, she took him with her, and uh, then it gives you basically the so she had him as carry on. Yes, and then it gave you the story of um, Bonnie going to school. 
So who's, uh, who's Bonnie? Uh, the new owner of the oh, toys. Right. Can I just say the one who made the been, one who made Forky? Because I don't she know if this has been discussed with her current toys. It explains why she made Forky too. Okay? So I have two. Because she's bored with the current toys. No. Two things to point out. One is that, and I don't know how I feel about this. Apparently, they have changed all of the toys. They no longer say Andy on the foot. Now they say Bonnie. How do you feel about that? I mean, you don't really have feelings, Diggs. How do you feel about? I that? I have lots of feelings. I just don't have feelings about that. <laughs> okay, uh, it's her toys now. I get it. Didn't, hasn't Woody not had Andy on his boots since it was painted over in Toy Story Two or Three? Maybe I don't know. That's a good point. His, I've seen the. I've seen. I know the, the GIF. scene you're talking. I've about. I've seen the GIF of him painting over the yeah. uh, the collector guy, right? Doesn't yeah, he paint the over creepy collector guy? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I haven't seen that movie, but I have seen the GIF. Part of the feels for me is like, oh, they're painting over you know all the Andes, right? The other thing, and it makes me feel better, is after seeing the more recent Toy Story four trailer, I realize that Forky is not so much a character in the movie as he is a plot device, and it makes me feel way better about it. <laughs> I just can't stand the thought of that being like a real character. He's oh, some he's God. something to move the to me it seems like he's something to move the plot forward in order to allow Woody, He's a he's a semi sentient MacGuffin. Right. He moves the plot forward so that so that to- Woody can uh interact with Bo Peep and see all these things that he's missing in life, but then realize that he's really meant to be doing what he was right. Meant to if it wasn't, if it's not for Forky falling out of the vehicle or whatever, he doesn't end up where Bo Peep is. And, and essentially, there's no movie. And essentially, then there's no uh, Key and Peel. Right. Because <laughs> that's the only part I care about is Key and Peel. I just want to see their. I just want to see a max cut of all of their scenes, and that's it. Alrighty then. That's my only thoughts about that. But. I like the the previews. Pretty cool. Quack. You're a Forky. But, but I was really... Uh, they have Forky Pops. I was surprised that they actually uh, gave those the storyline for Bo Peep. Basically give it away of how she uh, vanished. I'm sure some people were curious. No, but I mean in the preview. Yeah. Sneak peek. Why would they... I didn't think they would give that part of the story away. Maybe they just figure that aren't there's, the, the percentage of people coming to see the preview is small and they don't mind having that spoiler, I guess. By comparison or to maybe the national film audience. Or yeah. maybe it's not that big of a deal of a spoiler of why she's there. Maybe it has really no bearing on the story. It's just Pro, No, I, I, well, they just, I agree with that. A lot of people probably just like, oh, well, where the hell she's been? <laughs> where you been? Where you been? So, yeah, you guys uh, go check that out over there at Tomorrowland Theater. And that's obviously in Tomorrowland. I'm, I'm just guessing by the name. And uh, it's it don't go in the entrance apparently. Well, actually, you can go in the entrance because uh, but there's a wall there. There's no wall there. Oh, I think you said there was a wall. That was on Thursday. Oh, there's because so on there's Friday a... the walls come down. <laughs> so on Friday, I uh, went to the parks again, and uh, the wall was down. They had uh, what they did was basically you know how you walked in and it was like it was their queue line before you go in to wait. And, you know, nothing ever was really there that was really busy to use a queue line, right? So what they did was just basically take out the the queue thing and just you walk in and you can't even access the theater entrance anymore. They closed that all up and all it is is for stroller parking now. That's all it is for. Yes. So the front of the theater is for stroller parking. Because there's no re- nobody ever lines up for this thing. Yeah, that's there's why I no just said for if you were queue, listening. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
So basically the entrance is on the side. You know how you can either go through the queue or just walk to the side if you're on Space Mountain side and go in. That's the entrance now, just that side entrance. And you just go in and wait in there. So, yeah, they just uh, took all that stuff down and made a basically basically a stroller parking area. I mean, that front queue wasn't there originally, right? Uh, was that added for that was added for uh honey i shrunk the audience if i remember yes, correctly yes because it wasn't there for the original captain eo no uh that was just open yeah so that's that's so now it's just a big huge stroller dump site exactly dump your stroller here dump your and stroller uh, here yeah. well but i would say better dump your stroller in there than have it sitting in the middle of the thing but it's probably still going to be sitting in the middle of the thing because there's too many damn strollers basically so yeah that's all they did with that little refurb that went on over there and uh, another thing that's been on, you know, refurbing. Wait, so now with the preview, you go in through the, the regular the side. The side. So yeah. is the photo op still there, or was that just for That was AP? just for APs. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. We did have... So a, there's nothing going on now in the... Uh, no. In, uh, we did have people commenting, how, uh, how long is this here for? I said it was today only. And then we did have someone comment saying, oh, it'll be open to all guests on Friday. No, it was for APs only. People thinking it was going to be there for, you know, through the whole preview thing, but it's not. But, yeah, that was just for that day for APs. And um, along with that refurb, we know that Alien Pizza Planet is going to be there now permanently. And they've been doing a refurb over there. They still haven't put up the sign yet, but we know a sign's coming because it's on the app, which I showed Anthony last night. said, hey, the sign is on the app, but it's not there yet. The rocket we uh, talked about was repainted and put Pizza Planet on there, or Alien or Pizza Planet or Alien Pizza Planet. One of those things was put on there. and But they did change the inside of uh, the Pizza Planet. All the uh, drinks were moved over to basically if you walk out of after you pay they're on the left side of the wall over there and you go take fill your drinks so you just tell me you want a drink you know you pay for your drink and then give you the cup and then you go fill it out there so i guess that pretty much guarantees that it's uh free refills in there now yes that as opposed to before where it was kind of like uh is it or should i try it or right. i'm gonna go ahead and do it uh, cover me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's more room inside uh, when you're getting your food and things like that. They actually took out the center. If you guys been in there before, they had like a center area. They had like base- an, an island with the uh, condiments and forks and all that on it. No, 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 not that. But mm-hmm. it was like where the seats were, you had seats, and then like had this thing in the center was just nothing really. Maybe like a planner or. Oh something. yeah, yeah, yeah. They took that out and added, actually added uh, 40 uh, new seats in oh, there. Oh, wow. So there's more room in there for the seats. are less seating. comfortable, but they are there. Oh, yeah. They're way <laughs> less comfortable. And um, so, yeah, that's what they did in there. It's, uh, they opened uh, – soft open actually was on Thursday and fully opened on Friday. We're just still waiting for the sign, <laughs> the Helium Pizza Planet sign. I don't know if they could drive by and not see the sign. I saw the sign. Another thing uh, I noticed that uh, you know how you had all those tables and chairs in front of basically like launch bay on that side. Right. Uh, those tables and chairs are all gone now. Oh, wow. So, I wonder if they're uh, going to clear that just in case they need it for overflow for a uh, line up to launch bay. So, yeah, that's all those tables and chairs are gone over there. I think that's about it on Tomorrowland's side. 
Hey, well, you know, that sign's uh, not there yet, but you know what is back that we told you it would be back? We told you. I told you. <laughs> I told you. Did you tell me? I didn't I, tell you shit. I told you once. Adventureland sign. Of course it's back. It's back because, you know, that, as if there was a They just had us, like, on the edge of if. our couches, you know. As if. The internet was losing their minds. Uh, I think these uh, Disney fans are just stupid if they think well, that that, that if if they're thinking that, oh, they, they took down the Adventureland sign and it's not coming back, and they put up this little sign that says Adventureland, and they complain about that. I don't understand how they're going to complain about the little Adventureland sign when uh, that Adventureland sign is uh, uh, a classic sign. That well, that they the even sign was original. Yeah, that sign was. Uh, that sign predates the actual Adventureland sign. Yes, that sign was uh, at the exit of uh, Jungle Cruise and tell you you're walking into Adventureland. And so now you have people complaining you got a little Adventureland sign. Oh, how come they took our sign down? We've got to get this little sign. Well, you know those fake Disney fans. Exactly. So, yeah, the Adventureland sign is back. I uh, did take pictures of it, but I I was so busy. You know, I was taking pictures of uh, a lot of things, and I just I don't like to flood the interwebs with a lot of pictures, so I always, you know, time it. But then I well, got... that's why you let Jose do it. <laughs> so then I just basically just uh, forgot to post it. And I figure, you know what? Why post it now? Everyone knows it's back. So I was like, whatever. But uh, maybe you'll have it in the the episode photo. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that sign is back, and um, you know what is also back? Uh, the oh, castle, the castle. Yes, the castle's back. Bright the, blue, or I like the blue. The blue deep, looks really deep blue. that blue is awesome. I'm wondering if they. Uh, if they, Not the same colors, yeah. No, I'm wondering if they made that blue because you got two Whoa. two tones of blue going on. You're a tone of blue, and uh, it's like it looks like a custom made color. That's what it looks like. So I was just wondering, maybe they went and had a customized color made for for the castle. Uh, I can do without the pink. I just think it's too pinkish. But you know what? Over time, I didn't really notice. It just kind of goes all with it. The the dark, the blue just kind of sticks out, and then the rest just looks like a cool pastels in the background. That's why I made the Dodger Stadium joke because it kind of looks like the seating colors. Oh, right. Um, <clears throat> pastels, man. I like the gold accents. They're really cool. They have gold accents over the entrance of the castle when you're walking into Fantasyland. Yeah, I was wondering about the gold accents, like. What's the point? Well, they couldn't do a they couldn't do a German accent, so. And what does the gold accent really sound like? <laughs> like that's the accent, right? <laughs> I guess I, don't I was know. speaking clear English right there. Well, was, I say that was such a thick accent. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, hey, the castle looks really nice. I do like the colors. Some people are complaining about it. Who's complaining? I don't know. Probably the same people that didn't like Aladdin. Probably. <laughs> and um, the, probably the same people that, that complained about the Adventureland sign. Yes, mm. I'm going to guarantee Basically, that those... I think we established the same people that complain about everything. Yeah, so the, the wannabe Disney fans. Yes, wannabes. Because who would complain about the castle? The castle looks beautiful. It, really it looks, looks better nice. than, it di- than it has in probably 50 years. Oh, I don't know about all that. Well, but it definitely. The, apparently, this color that they may have made originally is a 
is a nod to the original castle colors. Well, yeah, I knew that because the uh, I know the color scheme is supposed to match the original uh, the original uh, painting concept painting that was done for the castle. So yeah, there's that. Uh, oh, look, another thing that's original that they don't like. <laughs> Yeah, and the the person who was... And in, Walt's the one who's rolling over in his grave. Yeah, the Imagineer who was in charge of this project is the daughter of the person who did the castle in 1955. So well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I think they, know a, little, about a I think they know a little bit something better than uh, a random Joe on the interwebs complaining about who knows what. Listen, Joe is not somebody we need to pay attention. No, Joe is not. Especially Joe Mama. Mm-hmm. All right, so, um, hey, uh, also popping up over in the parks, brand new, are some new digital signs ugh. that basically... What do you mean, ugh? I think it looks great. It's about damn time. No, well... It's about time. I'll wait. I'll, I'll reserve Please my... wait. All right, so <laughs> these signs are basically what they had over there by um, Jolly Holiday and tell you the wait times. But better. Tell you the... the um, Show times and something about food or something. I don't remember what the food thing it's was. It's three sided, right? It's uh, it looks it's like it's three sided. It it's, looks like it's three sided from your picture. Well, it is, but only two of them have. Yeah, it's only two sides are actually working. Oh, okay. Have, have actual. Yeah, like, it shows screens. you. It shows you wait times. It shows you what time shows are, and then it shows you what, open restaurants. It shows you restaurants that are currently open and what they're serving apparently. Because uh, the one when you took the picture, it showed breakfast, right. and it showed who was currently serving breakfast. Yes. So um, these actually are located over by Plaza Inn. Is there only just the one? There's only the there's, one. Why would they put it there over there though, and not put you. it over at where the other one was? I'll tell you exactly why. So I'll start this by saying that this WDW uh, or W one of these W news places that we you don't, don't care like, about them. Don't well, that you don't that. like. Well, their article is totally wrong. They said that it was next to Plaza Inn, behind where the old one used to be, and I had to like comment on their article and tell them how they were not correct, and it was on the opposite side. The reason I think that they had it where it was before was so that the guest relations people could make the time changes because they were right there giving well, return obviously. times and stuff. Now, that's where you go for your return times and your whatever guest relations stuff. But they're doing it digitally. Somebody in an office is updating all these times. Or a computer system is just doing it. So why clog that area more? They just put it on the other side. Well, if anything, there shouldn't be somebody doing it. It should be updating automatically through the uh, app system. The same as the ones at the entrances to the rides. The point is that a person isn't physically standing there changing the numbers like they used to. Which is why I never liked that one because I always thought it looked tacky. I thought I think compared to the it was tacky. the new system, the new ones you got to kind of get closer and you got to squint a little bit. Like it's before it was like from ten feet, fifteen feet away, you could see exactly what was going on. Really big. It's not the same with this new one. Now let me just say something real quick. Um, uh, this is actually uh, in a new. I'm going to say new kind of area because they actually cut out part of the. Um, Tree, grass, the grass dog, area, doggy poo poo yeah, area, yeah, the fenced in area. Yeah. They cut that, uh, made a little walkway, a little pathway there actually, and um, so this is in a new area. And then the other thing is, is we noticed that I don't, I think people think that this is a 
touchscreen or something because there's a lot of fingerprints on this glass. We noticed that yesterday, and I'm just like looking at it, and there's like tons of people. I only have one thing to say to that: bring Germex. <laughs> I didn't touch this. To bring I didn't, some Purell with you. I did you. not touch the screen. I didn't know. I didn't have any reason to touch the screen. But if you go over there next time, you go over there, look at you see all these fingerprints. Now on I there. I can relate to that because I found myself recently looking at a magazine. A physical paper magazine and doing doing the finger spread to try to get closer Are you to it. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at me like you're incapable of making these sort of 21st century mistakes, but I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, "Oh, wait, I've never that tried to pinch work. zoom on a magazine." I'll yeah, tell you that. Well, not yet. <laughs> I not got yet. no comment. <laughs> not yet. Have you done it to a photo, like in an album? No, I have tried to do that on a computer because I don't go on a computer, actual computers that often. It's you're one step away from what I did. No, yeah, totally. I don't see myself ever pin, trying to pinch zoom a magazine, but <laughs> I just uh, I feel like I'm so used to looking at screens now that right. like no, I get a, it, I get it, but yeah, that's funny. Um, I just want I want to compare it just real fast to the ones at uh, Universal, which they've had for. A uh, couple of them uh, they've had for quite many years. Uh, one of them, at least one of them, dates back to uh, 15 years, I think they've had the so one. The 1590s? Yes, I'm the 1590s. Uh, and uh, the, I will say that the ones that Universal, the, the, the letters are a little bit bigger, or the numbers and stuff are bigger. Uh, the difference, I would say, with that one is, is that that makes it harder to read is that one uses the red... Uh, just like a kind of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Accent? No, the numbers are where it's just like the numbers where you have just the red and it's just a bunch of dots and it just lights up yeah, whatever yeah. dots it needs. Mm. Whereas this is actually showing a number. You're uh, talking about a dot matrix system yes, as opposed to... Yes. So it's not digital LED screens. It's a dot matrix system. Right. I, at least that's what it used to be. I One of those haven't ones really... that goes... Well, no, changes? just the number. No, it doesn't do that. Oh, but the numbers, the numbers uh, used to be uh, that. But it did have full color. Uh, you talk about you know, like on the Toy Story buses. On the buses has that. Yeah, like it's. Yeah. I love those. It reminds me of being in an airport as a child, where the whole screen would refresh at one time, and you just hear it go. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I love that. I don't. It doesn't do that, but like I said, the that they're bigger. And you can see them from farther away. Uh, so, I mean, that's the only thing I would say about that. What I would say is that they're probably trying to keep it kind of more low profile. It's definitely smaller than the ones at Universal. I can tell you this. When I went there uh, yesterday and I was looking at it, the way the sun was coming in, you can see nothing. That's what I meant. You couldn't. You can't see it. You're squinting. You're moving yeah. your body. The old one was like glare proof because they were just panels. You know, they take one off and move it. But it was still tacky. Yeah. There's got to be a glare-proof thing that they can put over it so you can see it from a certain angle always, like they do with your computer screen where it's privacy well, protected. Well, the problem is, is that they're trying to fit in so much stuff on that rather than, like, say, Universal, which only has, like, a handful of attractions that they need to get onto you Yeah, know, it's a five-hour park. Yeah, so, I mean, you only have, like, a certain amount of rides, then you got a certain amount of shows that have show times, and that's it. So they can afford to have, like, each thing take up this much space where the the letters are like that high 
on the screen, so there's no mistaking. Plus, they usually always have a picture next to it, like Jurassic Park will have, you know, the Jurassic Park the ride logo, yeah. or you know, the Mummy will have the Mummy logo next to it. So it's unmistakable what you're looking at. I'm sure at Disneyland, when you count the restaurants that are serving breakfast, lunch, or dinner, plus the attractions and the shows, and you're talking about like 40 plus things they've got a list on there. Sure. Yeah. All right, so yeah, you guys, you guys can go check that out over there next to the Plaza Inn. I just rather use the app. It's better. There's an app for that. Exactly. For using the app. There's an app for using the app. Mac, 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 mac. Hey, so uh, you know, we know we got uh, Hyperspace Mountain back. You know, for the summer or however long that's going to be. Hey, I went on that last night. Uh, next year, who knows? They never seem to know how long they're going to keep things. I went through the fast pass queue and then quietly exited the ride while my party went went on. I didn't want to go. Why? Uh, my back hurt really bad. I didn't oh. want to deal with getting in and out of the thing. But uh, something that we do know is only going to last for, what, uh, well, basically 30 days. Yes. And that is uh, the return for a limited engagement of... The golf ball. Soarin' over California. The better of the two... Uh, they both hold their own. I agree. They both hold in I very like, different ways. I like Soren of the World, uh, or the proper name, Soren around the world. Soren around the world. Soren around the world. No, there was, some, there was some, it was called something else. Remember, they it had a working title of something else that I think it was called somewhere else. Anyways, uh, I like uh, Soren over California better. I like both, but I do like Soren over California better. Uh, now presumably it's going to be the uh, the the 4K version that we that we had for what about a year before they took it out. And briefly, well, there's still still 4K now. They just put those machines in preemptively, I guess, for the new. Well, system. they did. Yeah, they right. did. But we did have a 4K version of Soarin' Over California uh, for whatever less than a year before they closed Soarin' Over California, because uh, I do remember going the day that opened reopened with the 4k and uh, i remember looking it looked gorgeous yeah it's way better uh but uh now so in, in florida from what i understand they have we skipped this in florida when we were there because it was just we've done it right right but from my understanding they've got they've they have three instead of two they added they added one and they do two worlds and one california they like to have both shows but i could be wrong somebody knows i bet one of our listeners will probably know about You're the wrong. Florida. No, I'm just kidding. I don't um, know. I have no probably idea. Probably Giselle, yeah. Wouldn't you think she'd know? Yeah, or Ernesto. Yeah. Uh, tell us, please. Listeners, listening. Tell uh, us things. But yeah, as far as here, uh, so from June 1st until June 30th, uh, you will be able to experience uh, Soren over California once again. Over there at uh, Soren in DCA. Like if you have a deluxe pass and you can't get into Disneyland, for instance. Right. <laughs> uh, now, what really Michael. doesn't make any sense about... Does Michael have a deluxe? No, no he's, he's he has been signature. having a signature, yeah. He, yeah, I know. I saw the post. I'm just giving him a hard time. Uh, Jose, does Jose has a signature or is he still deluxe? Deluxe. Ooh. Okay. Sounds uh, like he needs to start panhandling. The uh, thing I don't understand is that uh, it's clear that they're... I mean, if you, if any, if any of us say why we think they're doing Soren for bringing Soren over California back, is to uh, relieve pressure on Disneyland. Well, because very, of very clearly, edge. yeah. But, 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 
that doesn't really make any sense because the period you would want to relieve the pressure on Disneyland is not June when three quarters of the month is being taken up by reservations. You would think that the time to relieve the pressure on Disneyland would be from June 24th through basically, oh, I don't know, the end of damn summer. <laughs> so You know how they are, though. They very likely been. are going to extend it. Oh, this was such a hit. We're going to go an extra month or now, whatever. Yes, like. yes. I wouldn't put them past. I wouldn't put it past them to do that because they have done it. Because if they things. announce a three month thing ahead of time, people are going to complain about that. <laughs> Well, it is that is true. But if they extend uh, something popular, people are less likely to be that as it may. Though the more logical choice would have been July first through July thirty first. I'll agree with you because there. then once, but because then you're into the full. Everybody can go to Galaxy's Edge. Disneyland is going to be destroyed during that period. I mm. mean, you're talking about peak peak. Of yeah. uh, craziness Attendance at Disneyland, in general, and, yeah. and that would have been the more logical time to have uh, said, "Oh, look, here's here's this old thing that you guys liked. Uh, come on over to DCA so you can go on that." Be nostalgic, uh, yeah. But instead, it's in June, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Because uh, well, I mean, it's, it's a good idea executed badly, which is very Disney. Oh, it's a great idea. <laughs> as, yeah, it is very Disney, but yeah, it's a great idea. It's executed badly. Because otherwise, if they would have had that for July, then you say you have that plus Lion King, yeah. Tale of the Lion King. So I have a... Uh, which you still have Tale of the Lion King, obviously, that's going to be going on. But uh, like you said, unless they say, okay, we're extending it to the end of summer, or at least it the end really of August. makes zero sense for them to have it in the month of June unless yeah. they already know that they're going to extend it. So I have a question for you guys. This has reminded me of it. It's something I've been thinking about for a while. Balls. After the June 24th period. Yes. What are the, they're not reservations. They're called, they're like a fast pass. Virtual queue. Virtual queue. Okay. So what happened? What do you think Disney's response is going to be to the people, not pass holders, but the ticket holders that come can't get a virtual queue. They arrived at 10 a.m. or noon or something. They bought their ticket. They waited in line. They went into the park, and they realized they're not going to be able to go into Galaxy's Edge at all. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. I think the virtual queue is being built to such that uh, everybody should be able to get in. Well, not if all the virtual queue reservations are taken up by the first people to enter the park before no, noon. No, the pe- first people to enter the They're park. Not a, it's not a re- reservation. It's not a reservation. It's, it's basically, it's basically waiting a line. fast pass. It's waiting in line for you. So yeah. what's going to happen is if you go in there at rope drop, it's open to you. You can go in there. And to the first oh, so many people. Oh, we explained people. this yeah. last yeah, week. To, he wasn't here. But to the first, no, it was two weeks ago. But to the first so many people, they're going to be able to go right in. Right. right. Yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. next group is going to log on and they're going to get the... 10 a.m. to whatever, or not to whatever, but 10 a.m. you can enter, right? And then they're going to assume that so many people are leaving, and they're going to say that the next group can go in at whatever time. Well, I'm going to say, and I think I said that before, that most likely because of what the park opens, 8, 9, whenever it opens, 8, probably between 8 and 10, definitely, but maybe 8 and 11 even, depending on how crazy it is at opening. Yeah, you don't need... Uh, virtual queue, so that means you're already the people that are showing up later are going to get virtual queue almost right away, which means that they're basically people. If you come in at eleven, you may get into the virtual queue to go in to Galaxy's Edge by noon. So you're not really waiting as long as say you are if you were to show up at eleven. And, I'm thinking it'll be and worse. And if, than if that. you show up at eleven and you go get a fast pass for uh, racers, 
and you're not getting on until 5 o'clock p.m., you know. I'm thinking it's going to be worse than that, and we can agree to disagree, but uh, presuming that, let's say, somebody arrives at 2 p.m., and by that point, all the virtual queues for the day are booked, but they've already bought their ticket, they've already entered the park. Normally, if somebody just wants to back out and get a ticket for another day, Disney would let them. But what if the line to do that is two, two and a half hours long because they're people are pissed. They thought they'd be able to get into galaxy's edge and they can't. And that's their only reason for not wanting to stay for the day. I don't think they would be doing it the way that they're doing it. If they didn't think that they could get everybody in during the day. Cause as they said, uh, you won't need virtual queue in the evening. Once galaxy's edge starts to, to clear out, if it's, clear, and it, if it's it, it will, out. it will, it's going to be no different than any other time, even in the midst of the worst of uh, the 60th and the period after the 60th when we haven't had a, you know, we haven't had a break basically after the 60th. Uh, even in the worst of that, you still have, for the most part, people cleared out after fireworks, people cleared out after parades. True. You know, so no matter what, even with Galaxy's Edge, you're still going to have the people with kids and shit that are going to be clearing out between 8 and 9. So there's still plenty of time for people to get into the... Uh, in the Galaxy's Edge post 8 o'clock, I think. If you had to walk from the convention center, would you say it was like really far, far away? Yes, I would. Because I went to a land far, far away. Really? Yeah, it was, through, it was through a tunnel. <laughs> well, how was the weather? Uh, it was not great. You know, it was like raining and raining and raining. You know, Hondo never said nothing about no monsoons when he invited uh, you to go work for well, him. Well, you'd think it's a desert planet, right? It's like... No, we never said it was a desert planet. Well, it's deserted. That <laughs> <laughs> <I> doesn't... <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. I don't either. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I went... Ooh, dessert. I, I went, I oh, went I to the uh, galaxy, the edge of the galaxies, the galaxies of the edge of the Black Spire... Outpost of Batu. Yes, that's correct. I went there. Did I you? Did, I did things. Wow. Uh, this was the twenty second. It was a four to eight p.m. Uh, time window. Uh, cast member friend had taken me, or was uh, wanted to go with me because he said that he, out of everybody he knew, he thought I would enjoy it the most. Um, I don't know how I felt. What? Yeah, I'm. I'm still like up in the air about how I feel. What? Yeah, a little bit. What? Um, it's because it was raining. It was raining for like a third of the time, but after like the first hour or so, it was not raining anymore. Um, no, I, I, you know, this is what I said when we were leaving. I said, you know, when I first visited Buena Vista Street, Cars Land, and uh, all of that new additions in 2012 to DCA, it felt like it was supposed to be there all along. But I didn't get that same feeling with Star Wars Land. And I don't know. And that's not to say that it wasn't awesome because it was. But I didn't get that feeling like it's legitimately a whole nother place. It's not Disneyland. And if you expect it to feel like Disneyland, you're going to be thoroughly disappointed because it doesn't. It doesn't feel like Disneyland like at all. It feels like a whole different place. Would you say is it a whole new world? It's a whole. It's a whole new world. <laughs> I'll get it, there later. Is it a magical place? Uh, if you mean a place where you can't have a normal conversation with a cast member because they're holding tight to their character really bad, yeah, it's that magical. Uh, you know, there it's a cast member event. So I asked one of the girls, and we were in line for a 
some food and I said, I said, do you ever look around at events like this and wonder where everyone works? Because that's what I was looking around going, you know, everyone looks like normal people, but they're cast members. They're not normal people. <laughs> not, well, half, sort of, of them, half of them are. Sort of. You know what I mean, though. It's like they're not just general guests. They're cast members. So they all work somewhere. They're no, you know, normally you would see them in a costume and such. And she goes, what do you mean? <laughs> what, do you mean? what do I mean? And then she said something of like, you know, uh, here on the, you know, on this planet, you know, well, maybe, good. You, maybe you mean off world or something. Well, good. I'm glad that they're actually being how they're supposed to be. You know, I just kept trying to address, except the couple people that I ran into that were working there that well, I, the that I actually of, knew. The whole point of cast member previews is so that they could practice doing that shit. So, I mean, if they can't do it with you guys, then that, then they just have to get thrown out there to do it with the regular people. And you can't really do that. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. They've probably already had to go through some with some sort of, uh, you know, uh, improv type, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, where they, you know, where they have to work on, the, you know, obviously each of them has to come up with their own little character and backstory and stuff. And otherwise, you just can't do that kind of thing off the fly. That's why you have to actually have kind of people. Hopefully, they got mostly kind of, you know, intelligent people working over there. Otherwise, you're going to have some dude, yeah, this is Star Wars. Yeah. Well, let me Let's tell you, so. let me tell you a quick story from a f- cast member friend of ours who is actually working at Galaxy's Edge. Cool. To what you're saying. Um, being in character, uh, yeah, he, uh, there was a, this, some guest in there and he said, excuse me, but what, what's the Anaheim Ducks? Uh, the guest says, it's a hockey team. He's like, what's hockey? Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Is it, uh, it's a creature that plays? That's exciting. And the guest says, no, no, it's a sport that we play with frozen water and we walk on it using these sharp blades. Uh, cast member says, I see. And you guys enjoy this? The guest says, yeah. And he says, fascinating. <laughs> so that's an example of being a character. They don't Maybe know what I would have asked them. So you take these blades and you kill each other with them. <laughs> yes. I don't think you wanted to go that far. Slit out each other's throats. What is going on here? Uh, so we, we waited in line to buy Hungry Bear. Uh, we were while well, everybody else was like getting drenched, which we were already. Yeah. But we waited in the hungry, the overhang of the bathrooms and then kind of merged back in. We had to put our phones in bags. Couldn't take them out the whole time. Uh, and, you know, we entered through the side where the resistance ride will be. And that area, which to me looks like one of the bigger areas in the land, really felt tiny. Uh, I don't know if it's just the way that it's designed. It's I because also, it was raining. It might might have been somewhat because <laughs> it was raining, but also because there's certain part of that area that's sectioned off for the queue of that ride. And it's a huge amount of that area is all Q. So I don't know. And I think maybe there's some like stage show stuff that they haven't put together yet. That's going to be over there as well. Uh, And there's no other than a couple kiosks. There's really no stores or anything or any eateries or anything like that over there. And that side, maybe they'll pop up some stuff. I'm not sure why it's the place I want to find for a hangout. Yeah. So, but hanging out in the forest, like I didn't, I didn't see where that was even really kind of a possible thing to hang out in the forest. Maybe there's, I don't know. We were walking quickly because it was raining, but, uh, and then you, oppo- you, you sort of approach the area. That's the, the open market. And there's several stores. You can go like with one, two, three, four stores, a popcorn place. And then on and the, seven years ago. And then on the end, 
Uh, yes, four. Well, that's four scores. Four stores and yes. seven years ago. Yes. And then uh, uh, seven beers ago. Oh, four <laughs> st- stores and seven beers ago. Uh, on the end, there's uh, the place where they have that's like Ronto's. You probably remember the the Ronto uh, roasters. roasters. Yes, the Ronto roasters. And I had this sausage pita. I bet you did. whatever deal was, and it by far might be the best thing to eat in the whole park. Wow. It was like every single bite. I was just like, "That's oh my bold. God, That's that a is, bold statement. This is, but again, it was like thirteen dollars. Wow. So, I also had the yeah. There's a I the just, blue I, and green milk. I just want to uh, interject real fast with the observation, uh, just from seeing uh, things uh, that uh, Galaxy's Edge is uh, woefully overpriced. Oh yeah, everything in Galaxy's Edge is like this is super, the per- this perfect example. We tried the super overpriced. I had the blue. My friend had the green milk. The blue was tasty. They said it was going to be more of a fruity flavor. The green, although it was also fruity, they they described it as more of a floral flavor. Like if you were going to choose, it was also fruity but had a floral aftertaste. You uh, have a floral they were, aftertaste. They were both good. He threw away like the last third of his. I drank the whole thing, but it. Were they uh, selling the sippers yet? I didn't see any sippers. Legit, though, the cups are this big, like four inches tall, and they don't hold much. Well, they have to be able to put more if with the sipper, because unless the sipper's tiny. I don't know what the sipper's supposed to be, but well, this thing was... Well, sipper's supposed to be Luke's jug from Last Jedi, yeah. I didn't see that yet. In fact, they didn't have any popcorn buckets well, or anything like that. I didn't like think that. that they would have yeah. the popcorn buckets, but I thought they might have the sippers. But the, the actual portion of milk or... So whatever the rice milk is, is what it is. Plant-based uh, milk. Yeah, it's well, it's rice. It's a rice milk, but it's uh, the it's eight dollars for this tiny little cup. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't have one like all the time. Did you only get into the Did you get into the cantina? No, I did Where not. The wa- only place in the whole entire place that it's the only place that you can get a free uh, souvenir. What is it when you? Will you just steal the menus, or what do you think talking about? No, but somebody did steal a menu and uh, was selling on eBay. I'm sure they were. Uh, no, the coasters. Oh, well, that's cool. The coasters are uh, in there are free, obviously, because you can't. You don't. Nobody charges for coasters. So since you're asking about the cantina, we saw the line was huge during the middle of the time we were there, and I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to come back, not right at the end, but like in the last hour, and we came back at. 7.15 when we were supposed to leave by 8 and they basically said oh no you can't line up with that color wristband anymore now if Denied. I if I had been Dirty. there if it had been my reservation I would have raised the stink about it but I wasn't about to get my friend in trouble um, I just want the uh... legit though if you if you were there and you were 4 to 8 and at 7.15 they said you can't line up for something like that's no I uh, just had a curiosity uh, while well, she had wanted to listen to it, but we had listened to the, because, uh, you know, uh, Parks and Cons got to go to one of the uh, cast previews also. They talked about it on their podcast, and they basically said that for the employee, for, for the cast preview, and probably for the reservation period, uh, basically you're going to have to choose uh, whether you want to go into the cantina or whether you want to go on the ride. Uh, the chances of you being able to do both are kind of slim unless you go immediately to the cantina as soon as you walk in. So unless you immediately go to the cantina as soon as your reservation starts, uh, you might as well forget about going to the cantina because you're not going to get in later. That was their 
that's what their experience told them. Uh, and from what you say, it sounds like basically that's the case. I mean, there's that, three. Uh, if you're ideally, you would want to go to the cantina right away to do the cantina, and then get out of the cantina and go do the ride. There's but three uh, if you do those two eaters. things, you may not be able to do anything else. There's two, three big time eaters. There's the those two things. Savi's workshop, which oh, is for yeah. the lightsaber. They said could potentially take three hours between the line to get in and the doing the build. Uh, the same thing for the uh, the cantina. It could be a ninety minute, two hour line, right. and then you're in there for an hour. Uh, and the Falcon. We waited forty five minutes for the Falcon. If you go, I think if you were, to I go, heard of people just walking right on it. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I mean, for us, it was. And it may have only been thirty minutes when we actually did it. I didn't time it out, but for. If you go in, you do some quick shopping, get in line for the cantina. I don't think they're going to cut off as long as you're in line for the Falcon right at the end. I think you should be okay. So, uh, you know, stuff like using the bathroom and buying a Coke from, and may, it may have been different at the cast event, but I mean, I asked the, the we, they didn't have the Cokes yet when we were right. there, but they had the Dasani water and they said, I saw pictures of that. And they said, uh, I asked them, oh, if I need to buy a couple of Dasanis on the way out because I want to use these for gifts or whatever, then uh, they're, uh, do I need to do that before the 8 p.m. cutoff? And she says, no, we accept all credits. Come back anytime. But at the same time, I heard they weren't really throwing people out. They, we, we left 15 minutes before well, our Well, they're time. not going to throw you out. You're just not allowed to do anything. Right. You can't go into uh, any of the restaurants or the cantina or uh Probably the Savis. They or might let like you that. keep buying stuff. Uh, well, the the smaller shops the smaller they won't shops, stop you, yeah. but they're going to stop you from going into the bigger ones because of the wristband. Uh, let's talk about the lightsaber thing. Uh, I just want to say that first of all, uh, I had a discussion with uh, Diggs quite some time ago where he was asking about the prices on the lightsabers, and we were talking about the uh, the build a saber. And I told him, oh, no, there's no way that Build-A-Saber costs $200. Well, Build-A-Saber costs $200. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole thing with the Build-A-Saber that we now we have a, like a lot more information about the Build-A-Saber that we didn't know before. Uh, Build-A-Saber is basically a reverse of, uh, of the uh, wand choosing at Harry Potter. Uh, sort whereas of, yeah. you go, you stand in line, you go inside, you watch a little show. They pick people. You watch a little show with the wands and stuff. And then they basically shame you into buying a wand. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, you basically have to pay $200 just to walk in the door, yep. uh, which is something we didn't... And you have to wait about 90 minutes Which is to something do that. we didn't even know until uh, cast members started going. There was nothing they, they had told us. But yeah, you have to basically stand in line and pay $200 just to have a, the right to go in and have a chance to build a saber without even seeing whether it's worth $200, uh, which I've seen pictures. It's not. Spoilers. It's not. I would... I well, would they look stop. cool. Hold on, they hold do on. look cool. No, they don't. Not $200 cool. Well, uh, they look just as bad as that Luke Skywalker brushed aluminum uh, Black Series saber that we had gotten from the par- uh, from uh, Company D. They look just as bad as that. And they except cost, they're not even brushed aluminum. They're plastic. They're plastic, and they look way worse than those. Uh, to me, that the, the there there's no way that they're not they're not even worth the hundred dollars. Uh, if you guys want to go throw your money away on a uh, build a saber uh, for two hundred dollars, you go right ahead. I will I, never I, ever 
spent that kind of money on a build a saber. I would much rather buy any of the number of legacy sabers right. for less than two hundred dollars. How much are the legacies? Do you I know? think the leg the legacies go. Uh, I think the most expensive one is just over two hundred dollars, and that's Ahsoka. That's because she comes with two blades. Right. Uh, now that's obviously without the blades themselves. She has two sabers, but you still have to buy the. Each of the blades, I believe, are fifty dollars each or something like that. I did see some of these things lit up, and they are bright, like brighter than any lightsaber. Well, the I've thing seen. is, is yeah, yeah. The uh, the build of sabers, what you're basically paying for mostly is the blade and the fact that it lights up a lot, ten thousand times better than the build of sabers that uh, that they have now or the ones that they had before. I mean, now, I was I'm thinking about this build a saber thing, and it's. If you you could go real deep money wise, if you wanted like lots of options, so let's say you bought you buy a hilt, and then you have to choose your color blade, right? What if you want a purple blade, but then you decide later you want green? You got to buy a new blade, and you can swap them out. Well, you can't even do that because then you'd have to also buy a new kyber crystal. The kyber crystals, thank thankfully, are like twelve ninety nine. Well, so those way, aren't though. too bad. So you could for fifty bucks you could buy all four. My point is, is that uh, to me the build a saber is just way way overblown in price. It's not to me it wouldn't even be worth it. I would say save your money and get a legacy saber. Get a get, you could probably get a legacy saber for one hundred fifty dollars with and then buy the pay for the blade and you're going to end up with a thousand times better looking saber uh, from that than you, you would. You know who else they'll have other than. Well, I mean, uh, at Celebration, they showed at least uh, at least uh, six to ten different, uh, or at least six different ones, including Ahsoka, uh, Temple Guards, uh, Luke, uh, Obi-Wan, Vader. I mean, just about everybody should be available. I just $200 for the build of sabers and they just they don't look good at all. I mean, you, you've seen the pictures. I have not seen the pictures. You haven't seen anything. So I got to see these pictures and I definitely probably won't even I'm not even interested in getting the lightsaber. I mean, the I mean, fact that you have to stand in line and pay $200 to even get in the door. I mean, I'd rather just go to the other place. Uh, I believe it's Doc Ondar's who'll have the uh right is it is it Doc Ondar's that has the uh, legacy sabers, right? Yeah. It's the Savi's workshop. No, Savi's Workshop is where you do the Build-A-Saber. Correct. The, the legacy one... pl- lightsabers are in a different place than the... Now, I've spent some time in that store looking at stuff. And Doc I Ondar? I did not see any legacy sabers. That's why when people were talking about it, I was kind of like, well, I didn't see any well, of that. Well, they're not in Savi's. They're supposed the to be cubes. in a different place. No, no. They're in the one that's above the workshop. So you, there's the place above, and they've got really cool like uh, uh, pod bay doors that open and close with, with just... Hal? Yeah. Not Hal, but... You know they're like uh, they're like Star Trek doors. Okay. You know, or, or, How's that go? Right. They're pretty good. The uh, either way, the legacy lightsabers are not available in the same place as no. the. Uh, it's the build store. Saber. The 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 build is down the stairs. Uh, sort of next to where the droid store is, the build a droid store. Right. Uh, and there's like a courtyard where they line everybody up. The the I, I can't remember the I can't pronounce it, but the the place where the legacies are supposed to be, and also the Kyber crystals and the little there's a square and a triangle thing that they Doc go Undars. The, yes, Doc Undars. That's up the stairs, and there's like a side sideways door, and then you can go one way or the other. 
and there's like two counters inside plus a guy describing what the crystals are all like and stuff. And did you see Doc on there? I I didn't see him. Well, no, he's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, there's an animatronic, animatronic yeah, working. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Was already, working. that's cool. The uh, where, where the was the cast member talking to him? Supposedly, no, I didn't see any of that. Supposedly, they're supposed to have conversations. That's cool. The kyber crystals they described to me. There's four. Plus, there's some like other colors that are specialty. There's a clear, a yellow, and something else that come within the legacies. But you, the only way to get it, I think, is to buy a certain legacy saber. Uh, the legacy, uh, the, the yellow would be for the Temple Guard. Okay. Because uh, that's exclusive. Temple Guard sabers are only ones that are yellow. Uh, white would be exclusive to Ahsoka's uh, sabers because she has white sabers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the other colors would be. There's uh, only two. That there's I, two that I know. You for said sure. white and yellow. I know for sure those two would be the right. Temple Guard and the Soka. So there's four other colors, and each of those are like well, I don't know, twelve or thirteen, fourteen dollars. Red, blue, green. Now, but each purple. They hadn't. The cast member that I spoke to had not. That's probably correct. Had not yet figured out. He says there's four colors, but there are also multiple shapes of each color. And each shape of each color produces a different effect inside the lightsaber and the whole, the cube triangle things, or pyramid. Holocron. Things. Holocrons, yes. So many new words to learn. <laughs> so that's what's you could go for deep. you if you wanted. If well, maybe if you read the books, it might be something a little different. You know, those are things that they've had in the books, maybe. But I'm not a book reader, so I'm those are new to me. Nonetheless, you could go deep, man. You don't need just four colors. You need to get the other two colors, and those only come inside legacy lightsabers, and those will be $150 or whatever at least each. And then you got to build your own, and that's this. And then what if you want a different kyber crystal, different colors, and then you got to get both the holocrons to see what those do, and then you're going to... It's like you could easily spend fifteen dollars or $2,000 trying to just multiple blades just to have like a collection of, you know, to change them out. And then who knows how battle-worthy these things are. I mean, they glow awesome. The glow off this one guy's that was walking out, like, lit the whole tunnel up. And you can see the... It's not just the, the blade that glows. Like, it glows in outer of that area. I believe the blades are the same. Uh, all the blades are the same. Probably. Uh, Different the, colors, but They're yeah. just... Yeah, because they all use the same connection like the ray the ray right. lightsaber yeah i believe all they all use that same connection as the ray lightsaber so that, i wonder if, our, if the blue and red that i have at home for ray and light and darth would work on the, the uh, i don't know if the color is in the blade i believe the color comes from inside the hilt uh the color the blade would probably just light up whatever color the you're using whichever color the crystal I, is yeah i don't know if it works like that but no, i'm pretty sure that's how it works the blades are i think generic Hmm. I think the blades are just generic. I white. saw one where the blade looked the color. Did it? Yeah, but I don't know if that was just something special or not. But the I did the the one that I saw the guy walking out was purple, and it was so good, man. The color was awesome. I don't know who's that. I mean, other than Mace Window, who would that be? That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they have potentially a at least an option to make well, it. I'm look sure they like have Mace's. a Mace Window one. The one that I thought was cool was the same, at least, because even if you're not in the line for Savi's, you can look through the drawers. It's the same one that I thought looked cool there where you use the, it's like a tooth on the bottom and then kind of leather stuff. I don't know what color it would uh, be. Did you go in the fiber. droid? I did. Uh, the ceiling. See, that seems like it's more worth the money to me, the droid. It's $100 for the, 
or I think either droid. I, I mean, I, they just look to me. They just look like big versions of the little ones that everybody you know that's in Tomorrowland. They didn't look well, they something that was super anymore, special. You know what I mean? It looks like, a, but they have them. They have basically the same. But they're way cooler there. though because they move and they're customizable more than the. Because uh, you're, you're talking about the well, yeah, but for twenty five thousand dollars, you can buy the R two D two. Sold. <laughs> I knew somebody would buy it. No, uh, of course they're cool. It's just provided you put them together correctly, as opposed that... to the cast member who did not in that video. I uh, I did see some people walking out with one of those. You know, the one thing we did, I did get was the uh, the Porg puppet. Yes. Uh, pretty cool. You can, you know, you, it's a puppet. You put your hand in it, and there's two triggers inside. Uh, and one makes the wings go up, and the other one makes the mouth open, and it does have sounds. What does it sound like? It sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pretty funny. I don't know. It, it, it was fun. I had a good time. Maybe I'll have a better time with you guys, or, you know, when we go, like, on Saturday... You know, we'll be with my friend Doug as well, and he's got a bunch of his Star Wars friends that are going. We'll be there, you know. And again, we're we're presumably going, better weather. We're going a few, yeah, presumably better weather, and we're going to go again a few days after that. So, you know, maybe the experience of being there with more of a Star Wars group, my friends. You know, he likes Star Wars, but he's not like the biggest biggest fan. Um, and it was the first time I was seeing it, so I was just kind of like looking at everything. The one thing I think they could use a lot more of is sort of color, dec- dec- decorative color, like banner. You know, again, maybe I'm just not remembering what I saw, but banners hanging from the sides of buildings and stuff. To, uh, it's a poor planet. It is, but that's you know, the, one a, one a poor desert, forgotten planet. One desert, poor forgotten desert planet isn't what Star Wars is to me. Star Wars is so many things. Once again, it's not desert. I disagree. Do you not remember the uh, concept art at all? It's basically a forested planet. Hmm. All the rocks, remember, that's that's petrified wood. It's not rock. You know, I would like to do the lightsaber build with somebody at some point. You know, if they're doing it anyway. I want to experience the... Because two people can go for each spot. There's only 14 stations inside, apparently. And I'd like to be the guest. Maybe you can get somebody who will split it with you and then you guys can share it on weekends or... Uh, you know, trade off. Are we going to do it? We're no, gonna trade oh, I wasn't weekends? talking about me. Oh, you're not even down for the hundred. I'm not even down for that. Not even the hundred. No, I mean, it would only technically be uh, 80 because you'd get your discount. I don't get a discount. I get a discount. Oh, well, no, I'm Disney. Hold on. I'm not sharing my discount with anyone. Disney. Don't worry. Uh, you know, no, no, there were no discounts at the cast. I mean, they could get their discount, but I couldn't buy anything at a discount. Well, you wouldn't be able to anyways. Why? Oh, you mean with AP. Right. Well, because you weren't there for AP. Well, you'd think that they'd still consider you a pass holder, but no, no nothing like that. Because that's not how you got in. They were, I mean, They're the fact that they were favor. so strict about photos was weird to me, too. You know, I mean, pretty much this whole thing has been either pictured or drawn in some place already. So why are they being yeah, so secretive really, 10 really, days beforehand? Yeah, I didn't really get the whole, uh, oh, you can't have your camera. I'm like, what? Uh, who's nobody's gonna spoil it, I, unless it's mainly just for the ride. Well, you're probably gonna see everything tomorrow because that's when the media day starts, and all the news outlets are gonna be there, and TV and everything. And you're probably gonna be spoiled anyway, starting tomorrow as the media event uh, takes place. So uh, if you guys don't want to see anything of Galaxy's Edge, then turn your TV off. 
Yeah, because I think the uh, the biggest thing that maybe is just they didn't want people filming the ride. Right. I think it's less about, oh, they didn't really probably, they probably wouldn't have cared if you would have been taking pictures of the, because uh, I think it, uh, it might come back to uh, the the Guardians incident. Remind me. A uh, cast member filmed during uh, cast member previews of Guardians, and then they canceled cast member previews after that Yep. Uh, because of it. So I think it may be one of those things where they're like, well, we don't want them filming inside the ride, so what we'll do is we'll just take their cameras away, phones all away, all, away all together, then we're not having to do it going into the ride. I mean, that thing sounds I could, about right. It's the only thing I could think of. I mean, there's no reason for them to not want you to see the land. And from what I I remember, uh, this land is your land. Well, of course it is. <laughs> Gosh, is there anything else I didn't experience? You know, I didn't eat in the restaurant there, but we did go. We did walk inside to kind of see what it looked like, and it was pretty well laid out. Lots of different types of seating. So if you have a larger family, there are big booths. You're if talking you, about a hangar seven. I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, we didn't eat there, but again, I looked inside. There were little tables for two. There were uh, big raised um, counter type things, so you could just grab your stuff and eat really quick. There were raised uh, tables. There were low tables. There were booths. It was like a big mixture of different types of seating that looks like they kind of created out of whatever. Uh, looks pretty well put together. And if the food there is any indication, if the if the sausage wrap is any indication of how good that would be, then I'm all about it. They didn't have the jerky yet, but it's, it's I mean, it's a $7 piece of jerky. It's probably, you probably pay it seven eleven or whatever. Yeah, I'd rather get the sausage. <laughs> The sausage wrap was, I mean, legit killer. I, Although I would oh. probably still rather get the jerky than the uh, the milk. It depends. If you're, like, looking for something sweet versus, you know, proteiny. it depends. I mean, I think everybody should try the milk once just to say you did. But, you know, at eight bucks a pop, man. No. Isn't there two different kinds of milk, though? Yeah, there's green and blue. No, no, no. There's two different places they sell milk. And I believe that the other place that sells the milk is a different milk. Oh, if I remember correctly from the very first uh, reveal of the food and stuff. I thought there was two different places that had milk because you're talking about the place that's the actual milk stand, right? Yeah, that was in the closest to the Fantasyland entrance. Right. And uh, near, but I was thinking, near where they do some sort of Kylo Ren shuttle show. But I was thinking that they have uh, they have uh, 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 a blue milk that's also a drink inside of uh Either the Cantina or uh, Hangar Seven, I believe, it also has a blue milk drink. Hmm. So oh, maybe that's maybe that's in the Cantina. They <clears> have <throat> milk drink. It's one of the places. It's a non-alcoholic uh, drink, but it's a blue milk. I don't know what that one's made of, but uh, well, the the blue milk. I'm going to tell you what the ingredients are in the blue milk. It's coconut and rice milk with dragon fruit, pineapple, lime, and watermelon flavoring. And the green milk is coconut and rice milk with mandarin orange, passion fruit, grapefruit, and orange blossom flavoring. What about the other one? Yeah, that was the other one. Oh, never mind. They went quicker than I thought. <laughs> I'd have to go all the way back to the old, uh, the, uh, the original posts, uh, the, the info dump, and uh, to see about the other milk. I don't remember, but... Uh, uh, we did get a, uh, I don't know if you're done or not, but I just will, since we're talking about food, uh, we did get a uh, 
another no before you go, possibly the possibly the last one, in fact, uh, that has to do with uh, culinary adventures in Galaxy's Edge. You know, there's some little stuff I might have missed, but shut me down. Hello again, it's Justin with another edition of No Before You Go. And if you're hungry for information, I have a subject you're going to crave. Food and beverages at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. When you visit the planet of Batu, you're in for some real taste adventures. Oh, and before I go on, don't forget, if you plan to visit the all-new land between May 31st and June 23rd, you must have a reservation and valid Disneyland admission. Unfortunately, reservations are not available at this time on Disneyland.com, but you can still book a hotel stay at one of our Disneyland Resort hotels. Just stay some time between May 31st and June 23rd, and your stay comes with a reservation to Into the Land. One reservation per registered guest. Pretty amazing, right? If you plan to visit after June 23rd, no reservations are required. And we just may have a virtual queue for your convenience. Now, this awesome virtual queue system would allow you to explore the rest of the Disneyland Resort while you wait to see if your boarding group can enter the land. So, check out the Disney Parks blog soon. We'll have more on that in an upcoming video. Now, let's dish on the food. A no visit to a galaxy far, far away is complete without tasting some of the local delicacies. Whether you are in the mood for blue or green milk from the milk stand or savory grilled meat from Ronto Roasters, you have an endless selection of items that are the favorites of bounty hunters, rogues, and smugglers. One place you'll want to visit is Oga's Cantina. Well, it's a quaint little spot with a variety of exotic concoctions for travelers of all ages. Adults and kids alike can enjoy a refreshing Jabba Juice or the Carbon Freeze. Well, imagine sipping one of those while you rest up from your adventures. And who's there to entertain you? Well, DJ R3X, of course. Now, for all you adults out there, keep in mind, all intergalactic beverages made with alcohol must be enjoyed inside the cantina. You won't be allowed to venture out into the land glass in hand. And Oga's got her rules, so don't make a scene. And her place tends to attract some pretty interesting characters. Oga's Cantina is just one of the local spots. So here's a tip. Don't miss the milk stand, Ronto Roasters, and Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. You can use mobile order to pre-order from the menu once you are inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh, hey, you can even order a snack while you're queuing up to fly the Millennium Falcon. And then after you land, just walk over and pick it up. Nice. Oh, just imagine cooling yourself off with a big glass of moof juice. Well, it makes me thirsty. So I won't stuff you with any more info. I'll just leave you with this. We can't wait for you to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We hope to see you soon. And may the Force be with you. Woohoo! Just kidding. Uh, sounds exciting. Sure. If you have a big belly. I just wanted to note real quick, he mentioned uh, DJ Rex, uh, the uh, DJ Rex droid that's available at the uh, droid depot. I mean, it's like the coolest one. It is basically the coolest one. It's also the most expensive one, I believe, uh, other than the aforementioned $25,000 or whatever it is, uh, R2, because mm. uh, uh, I believe Rex is uh, 150 or something like that. It was 120 one thirty, I don't know, Getting somewhere, somewhere up in that area. Uh, but he is pretty big. He does play sounds, and I believe you can hook him up to your, uh, your uh, th- uh, through Bluetooth and play music through him. Have him actually DJ. So interesting. Uh, he does a lot more than some of the. Does he just like droids, chime but... in in the middle of come between songs and say, "This is DJ Rex taking it down." That would be great. But uh, you know, you asked if I had any other thoughts, and I, 
I don't know if there's something that yes, I missed. Final thoughts, uh, Jerry. There's something that I missed, but you know, I, I've seen a lot of stuff from Disney saying that they picked this four-hour time period because they feel it's time for everybody to do everything and then some, uh, but they've lied to you again because there's no way you could do everything in four hours. No way. Ideally. I mean, if it depends. We were there on a cast member day, and there were presumably less people than will be there for the open reservation period. Undoubtedly. Presumably. Undoubtedly. Uh, they say, they've they said that there were less, and the lines were still crazy. I mean, it was an hour, hour and a half at least to get into Savi's, plus it's a 30, 40-minute experience. You know, it's only 20 minutes once you're inside, but just waiting to go in and looking at the other stuff could be another 30 minutes. I mean, you're talking two hours. The article I read said up to three hours for Savi's. I don't get that, though, because that, that means that all of those people you're... I don't see how that line could get so long when you have to pay $200 to get in. I think they're going to have some pissed off people that said, you know, I just really wanted a lightsaber, but I was in the line. They're going to have some people complaining at guest relations and saying, you know, I spent $200 with you, but it took me three hours to do it. And I, you know, I want to go back. I want to be able to ride the Millennium Falcon. And maybe they'll deal with just, you know, fast pass only for the ride or something. I don't know how they're going to handle it. But you're gonna you're gonna figure that out of the, you know, thirty thousand people a day that are going into this land. I mean, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, that the, some people the are thing be is, is that if if you go in there and you do something like that, well, that's not smart. If you know you only have four hours in there, yeah, but if you, you have to line, be smart you with you your know, time. But you don't know how much don't time get in these line lines are going to take to build a freaking droid when you know you only have four hours in the land. You know that's stupid. You're going to have to set your priorities. The priority is number one priority should always be the ride because that's why you're there is to go in the ride. The ride is the a attraction right now. It only is the it's the only attraction right now. So number one priority should be the ride. I feel like if number two priority been... should be either getting into the cantina or the hangar bay and eating or drinking whichever whichever your priority is out of those two, and then after that shopping should be. After all those things. So if you've wasted three hours standing in line for Savi's, well, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. That's your own damn fault. So uh, just I'm going to say don't do it. Save that shit for when you for after June 24th when you could have as much time in there as you want. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for fat time in the parks. So, yeah, fat time. Uh, real quick, fat time. Yesterday I had... Uh, the Mickey Sunday from Clarabelle's in Toontown. And uh, it was uh, the uh, vanilla chocolate swirl. And that's the yogurt soft serve, which is really good, by the way. I don't like yogurt, but this was really, really good. But, vanilla frozen yogurt? Soft serve. Ice cream. But it's not, but it's yogurt. In Toontown. Interesting. So um, it was pretty good. I mean, there's really nothing to talk about because uh, I don't believe it's available anymore. Because all the food time for Mickey's uh, celebration is done with, so but I, I had it real. It was uh, just uh, the soft serve ice cream with a bunch of chocolate chips on it, Oreo cookies for the ears, and then they put two white chocolate buttons, the yellow buttons for Mickey. It was supposed to have a bow tie, but it didn't. They didn't have a bow tie, so they put the buttons. It was really good. I also had tried that celebration cake. I wanted to try it for a while now, and the I, one from the sixtieth. Or the the Mickey. one for Mickey's birthday. Oh, is it is it not all the doesn't have all the colors with the blues and greens? No, there's no blue. It's involved. just the red and the yellow, right? Yes. Okay. It was from Plaza yeah. Inn. 
I tried that. It was really good. Too much frosting for me. Too sweet, you know. Just I couldn't handle all the frosting. But it's probably not available anymore anyway. But the last thing I had is that is actually uh, still available is the Heroic um, Lemonade over at uh, the Hollywood Lounge over there in the back lot of Hollywood Land. And it's a green apple lemonade slush. So it's pretty good. I mean, it's a slush, you know. Green apple. That does sound really good. Green apple lemonade. It was really good. I I enjoyed it. It How much of that can you drink before the, the DB coma sets in? (laughs) <laughs> I can drink the whole thing after a shot, so I'll be fine. Uh, okay. Uh, that that one is uh, five forty nine, and of course you get your AP discount when you go over there. But I actually uh, went. We went to um, Award Wieners and got some hot dogs yesterday. And while I was in line, I uh, mobile ordered that. So all I had to do was, you know, just say, uh, just put my hot dog down, be right back, go grab my drink, and it was ready as I walked up. So. I love the mobile ordering thing. It's really cool. Hmm. It's awesome. Oh, and uh, it is real quick on the mobile ordering for award wieners. They changed it. You used to be able to go to window number one and uh, pick up your mobile order. Now they just changed it to the regular window where everyone gets their food from. So you just go up to the, that window and tell them your name, and then they'll give you your food. So I noticed that yesterday that they changed all that. I was like, where's the mobile? I thought they got rid of it, but I went on the app and it was still on the app. So, And then I saw someone just go up there and say their name and they gave them the food. So that's where you pick up your mobile order for award wieners now is just a regular window where everyone else gets their food. And, uh, yeah, that's all the fat time I had. Hey, so uh, Aladdin came out last week. Did it? Maybe. That might be why I saw it. I think I saw it last I week. Saw I, it. I saw it. When did you see it, Diggs? I saw it today. Hey, it's fresh in his mind. Good. It's fresh. Uh, chicken, re- chicken, fresh. fresh. Uh, recite the whole movie right now. Well, I come from a place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked how it started a little different, though. No spoilers, but it started a little different than you'd expect. But then it's the same. Yeah. And then it's a little bit different, but then it's the same. Yeah. And then you get a payoff on that at the end. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's- wow, that tied right back in. I thought uh, it was super and, cool. Uh, well, I just... Uh, it's a spoiler, but it's not. Uh, it uh, it acknowledges something about the original Aladdin that was supposed to be, but then ended up not being the whole because uh, of, uh, of uh, Robin Williams having done the voice of the uh, the peddler at the beginning. Right. Uh, that that was supposed to have some sort of meaning that that was supposed to be the genie, uh, but that was they never followed through with that, and it was just kind of ah. left out of the story. Uh, this basically recognizes and does an homage to that. I like homage. In a way cooler way than you could have imagined. Well, I thought they were just like setting it up as a whole different thing. And I didn't, you know, you're not realizing it's going to tie back in. You're like, that is cool at the very end there. Well, I uh, didn't know it was going to tie back in either, although I kind of suspected it. But I knew immediately that it was an homage to the original origin of the uh, peddler at the beginning of. Uh, a lot of the uh, animated version. Uh, I'm just going to say right, right now that uh, it's my favorite of all of the live action movies. I've, you know, by I, far. I've even heard that from my friend Jesse, who's like the most critical about Disney movies. Uh, by far, it's the best of all the. Uh, it's the best. It's the best one they've done yet. Now, granted, Lion King is yet to come. Maybe. Well, and, this is. I mean, I think that Aladdin is best second only to the Jungle Book, which is John Favreau who's doing the Lion King. So that's. 
Well, I think this was better than Jungle Book. I know you would agree just because you have a special place with Jungle Book, but I I think this was this was Jungle Book was probably the best one than the best one before. Before but that, that's what is, I meant. This, this Jungle is, Book second to Aladdin. Is yeah, I'm Jungle Book to me is second to Aladdin, and uh, this is uh, yeah, it's the best one yet. I mean, Jasmine's awesome. Aladdin. She was the Naomi Scott was phenomenal. Killer. She was killer. Yeah, uh, she was amazing. She knocked it out of the park. Uh, they gave her two brand new songs. Is it two uh, or is it the same one twice? No, it was two brand new songs. Uh, one of them uh, was uh, where they could have easily have done the Cage Bird song again, uh, like in the uh, Broadway, uh, or that was cut from the original movie. But instead, they did basically a whole new, brand new song in the same place. In but the, the movie. melody was in the movie. Oh, for Cage Bird? Yes. Oh, was it? I didn't notice yes. that. That's it's cool. when she was with the bird. Oh, okay. The melody was in the song. Okay, that's was cool. In there. Okay, well. uh, there was definitely a lot of uh, homages to the original soundtrack, uh, bits in the sound, in the background of stuff that uh, isn't in the movie, but it is uh, my only uh, complaint uh, music-wise, as far as song-wise, is I, I miss... Uh, uh, this isn't really a spoiler, but uh, I miss... Uh, the Prince Ali reprise. <laughs> All right, so let me Prince go on that Ali one. Probably my only complaint about the movie is because I love that, and I just I, I think that uh, before you say what you're going to say, I think the only reason they did is because that Jafar sucks. Doesn't no, <laughs> he was fine. Uh, <laughs> I just don't think that they wanted him to sing, much less if he could even sing. So I went. Uh, I took Miles to go watch this, and he said the same thing. Jafar didn't sing. There was no uh, reprise, and he was just like, he was really disappointed too, and he didn't like that at all. <laughs> you know, he was not horrible, but he sucked. Like they're just, you know, no, and then when they was, show him with without the head, the headpiece too, without the hats, and it's like he just looks like a peasant. You know, <laughs> like he doesn't have any cool mustache. I just felt well, like that's if, the idea, though. They're your supposed beard to is so twisty. Yeah, yeah, I think he needed a twisty beard and a, like a mustache that like. You know, I, I disagree. Way. I think that I mean I I know when the trailer first came out, people were complaining about his voice, and I'm still am. But you know what? <laughs> he really he's actually that's really how he should be. I mean, the big deep voice probably doesn't really belong with the with this movie. I do. And like you know how what? I did walk out. Parallel, of the, I did walk out of the movie, and I said that Robin Williams would have had no place in this particular Latin. It's true, and I know it's really it's blasphemy. It's hard to hear. It's but... hard to say, and it's hard to hear. But Robin Williams would not have fit with this particular Aladdin uh, the way that it was the way it was told. Uh, I mean, he told, would have fit in with as I mean, I don't even know if it's just as a voice. Like if they had animated the genie. No, and that I think that I think that that is uh, speaks volumes to that by the fact that uh, they did not ask Gilbert Gottfried to come back and do Iago. Uh, they had Tudic, of course, because you know Tudic's always the go-to uh, for talking animals. Who is he? Alan Tudyk. Oh, really? Wow, I didn't realize that, that was Alan Tudyk as uh, Iago. And uh, I think the thing is, is that they wanted to take that silliness out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it wasn't uh, silly, and they would have uh, Iago would have been uh, silly, no matter how you look at it. If, if you would have heard Gilbert Godfrey's voice come out of that Iago, it would have seemed out of place. Yeah, just as Robin Williams' genie would have seemed out of place in this movie. Uh, just as silly uh, Apu would have seemed out of place in this movie, whereas you get a more 
kind of just an actual like like more like a monkey. Right. Uh, I mean, can you think of a guy Richie joint that is silly? <laughs> he doesn't really make silly movies. No. Well, I mean, Lock, Stock, and Smoke Two Smoking Barrels, or whatever it's called. That that's kind of a, a comedy, but I mean. Uh, there the uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies have their moments, but I mean, yeah, no, I I agree. All right, so I just want to talk about my favorite part of the movie was the actual beginning. Arabian Nights song was awesome. Uh, I liked how they layered the voice, yeah. on, on Will Smith's voice. Do you were you thrown off by the fact that it was not a complete desert? town that there's a it's like on the sea no i liked it i liked no that. i liked it but it, th- it threw me off though i was like whoa wait a minute like why are there why are there boats going on here you know there's and hose. <laughs> <laughs> i love the layer the layering of the 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 voice will smith's voice uh, on his singing voice were late was layered like sound like four times sound like it was four singing the 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 main the song did, did you hear that? I noticed something like that. It was like echoey, but it sounded like there was four parts of him singing. I'll pay more thing. attention tomorrow when I see yeah, it again. Yeah, it, it, it was just awesome. I was like, wow, because usually when they do, do layering, layering voices, it's like two. But this sounded like it was like four, maybe yeah. three. I don't know, but it was really awesome. That was like the, the my favorite part of the, the of all the songs was that song. You know, a friend's, a friend's like 17-year-old kid was like, wow, mom. Uh, the you know Will Smith can sing. I didn't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's like, yeah, he can oh sing. He's gosh. got like how many albums? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, West. Getting, he, he was getting jiggy with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there was no nightmare in that neighborhood. <laughs> I took it even back, even further. Yeah, you did. That's all the way back. <laughs> the uh, well, I'm gonna say uh, because it's. Probably my favorite of uh, all the songs in the original, uh, Prince Ali, and it's probably why I miss having the reprise. Just because I I love the I love that song so much, and they just the the take on it in this movie is just so fantastic uh, that it's uh, you can almost still sing along with it. It it's probably the one that has the least de- deviation, but it does have deviations. But uh, I think it's it was it's really it was really well choreographed. Uh, I just want to talk about how basically this was just like a giant uh, Bollywood production mm-hmm. uh, that not enough people are recognizing that and probably none of the people that are complaining about the movie are even recognizing the fact that it was basically a big Bollywood production. I mean, you look at that ending. <laughs> the yeah. ending was basically oh, like... Oh, man, they were killer dancers uh, at the, the end The there. ending was just uh, great. Yeah, the people complaining, I just don't understand it. But uh, yeah, the uh, the whole thing was just uh, just well... Uh, I just I don't understand. I saw people complaining that the acting wasn't very good. I mm-hmm. saw people complaining about any number of things. I really don't know what people could have to complain about this movie. I mean, the, it was really well executed. Uh, the, uh, I mean, the story was. Some of the story actually made more sense than the original. I heard some people saying that there was no emotion from the actors. Really. I mean, literally one whole song was all emotion coming from Jasmine. Uh, oh, but they didn't like the music either. They oh, said, well, well, they didn't like that literally, song. Literally, except for two songs, it was all the same music. Uh, that, but that particular song that I'm talking that I'm referring to is, uh, what's it's Shameless or whatever it is. Something like that. Either way, all of the, uh, the negative people are calling it the Me Too song. Oh, God. Yeah, basically. 
Uh, I actually liked that song a lot. It was really powerful, and she had a lot of emotion singing that song. Yeah, she did. And her facial expressions were on point. Uh, yeah, she did really well. Uh, Mina Musad, I'm probably not saying his name right, but he was really, really good. Uh, everybody was just really, really well. I I mean, I know a lot of people didn't still didn't like Jafar. I thought he was fine. I, I kind of got more into him uh, as far as uh, his place in the movie uh, and the way his voice was and everything. Uh, by the end, I was just like, you know, other than the fact that he didn't get to sing uh, Prince Ali, uh, <laughs> I was just like, uh, well, obviously they just left that out because they feel felt like, I mean, the whole ending was a little bit different, but uh, I saw one particular person complained about there being no red jasmine. <laughs> and I'm like, really? That's your, that's your, where you're going to, your hill going to die on is that there was no bad jasmine, quote unquote, bad jasmine. Uh, but, uh, oh, then somebody was then they were saying that the, there was, they took a lot of songs out. I'm like, no, they literally only took half of a, they took out half a song and they added two whole songs. But I'm just going to basically, uh, say, and, uh, you know, people can, uh, people can disagree if they want, but, uh, I really think that, uh, anybody who thinks that, uh, you know, I mean, people complain all the time about the Disney live action movies and people have their opinions about them, about whether... They should be made or not. Uh, this is one of those ones where you really should not. Uh, you should really shouldn't draw your line with this one because this is a movie that should be made. Because look at all of these. Uh, look at all of these uh, actors in this movie that we wouldn't even know. We wouldn't even get to see how talented they are uh, if it wasn't for this movie. I mean, this is this movie is uh, that is obviously heavily. Uh, representative of uh, you know whatever culture you you want to identify with this movie, uh, you know a lot, I've seen complaints about how the movie is kind of mixing up cultures. So it's a kind of a mix between like North African, uh, Indian, uh, Middle Eastern, and uh, some even uh, Western Asia. But uh, I think that's the point. I think that was the point of it is that it's just supposed to be kind of like. Uh, you know, representing all of those cultures, uh, right down to the fact that uh, we don't see it, obviously, in this version of Whole New World. But if you look at the places that they go in the original Whole New World, they go to uh, Egypt, they go to, uh, the, you know, they go to China, they go to, uh, obviously, uh, what? France. France. You know, it's all like, uh, well, I forgot about France. That one doesn't kind of really doesn't go, but it doesn't go with my whole theory, but... Uh, you know, it's all places that are represented by the different cultures that are being represented. Because, you know, people are talking about, oh, people wouldn't, wouldn't dress like that in the Middle East. And I'm like, well, I mean, it depends on uh, what you're talking about. Because, you know, just it really depends. But either way, that's not the point. The point is, is the representation of the actors. You got all these people of uh, whatever uh, descent they descendants they are. Uh, this is these are this is like a whole movie of people that don't usually get any kind of representation in uh, American cinema. Uh, as we said, it was it's basically a Bollywood movie, but you know, for here, can I just say it's a, it's a it's a Bollywood movie disguised as a uh, Disney movie. The costumes, though. Oh, the costumes were amazing, incredible. Uh, Jasmine basically is the uh, the new Queen Amidala. She has like what six different costumes in this. Uh, <laughs> Something like that. So, I mean, she's very like Queen Amidala in uh, in uh, Phantom Menace, uh, where she has like multiple different costume changes. 
the uh, didn't know that the, uh, the her handmaiden once again another little uh, <laughs> little uh, connection with uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, her little handmaiden. That's what I thought of too. Uh, her handmaiden, who we didn't think was really probably going to have any kind of part other than just being there. She had a huge yeah. part. Uh, so much so that there's huge part spoilers. in the story, not so much in the acting. I mean, it's not like she had like. Well, no, uh, but, scene, she, but in the she, story, the character has a big part. My point is that she had a lot more to do than what I would have expected. I just thought she was going to be just somebody that was there, going to have a few lines, blah blah blah. But she actually, in parts, becomes integral to the story. Uh, so much so that you know the whole, uh, you know the whole, uh, you know, oh princess, blah blah blah. Let go. Uh, let me go brush your, my cat. <laughs> you know, that whole scene was just great because, you know, obviously, you know, not knowing what's going on for Aladdin, he's a little like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I just want to say that uh, well, I was asked after I watched it if I would recommend to anyone to go see it. And I would say, yes, go see it. You have to go check it out. I mean, one hundred percent. Besides the story, the storyline is is a little different from what you you're used to seeing on the animated feature, but it it I love I, I do like how they stuck with the story and made up you know a, a different type of storyline, and and the fact that uh, the Sultan has more of his own storyline compared right, to what bit, we yeah. saw in the animated feature. So yeah, definitely go check that out and. Um, uh, you guys are going to be doing a little toe-tapping there with the music. <laughs> oh, and another thing that I really liked was the whole idea of bringing in the idea of other kingdoms besides Agrabah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, his <laughs> name was always just uh, Prince Ali Ababwa. Now we get the idea that Ababwa is actually supposed to be where he's from. You didn't uh, get that in the original animated feature? Well, no, that's not what was implied. That was his name was Ali Ababwa. I always assume that Ali of Babwa is like where he's from. No, that's it's Ali of Babwa, not Ali of Babwa. I always assume that's where he was from. Well, you assumed wrong, but you were ahead of your time. Clearly, clearly, that's you know, not what was implied in the original. But I thought it was great that she gets to do something that no uh, princess before was Spoiler. able to do. Spoiler, uh, but did in the original did she? No. Was she pushing for that also? No. No? Okay. She just didn't want to marry somebody she didn't love. She just didn't want to marry. Okay. Uh, nonetheless, I thought it was a good addition. I liked it. Um, it made the story make more sense. It felt more modern in that way. It felt more progressive. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't think that's a matter of, like, how you feel and anything even to ma- politically. Any, anything to make the man babies uh, mad is, you know, makes me please. I just can't see that as somebody something would be mad about. Oh, like, there's plenty just... of people mad about it. I don't know. There are. Trust That's, me. I, I mean, you're in that. I'm not. Make sure you guys go check that out. and Because um, it's awesome. Yeah, it's very, very awesome. And, yeah. Uh, make sure you get a big tub of popcorn. Yes. Hot dog, nachos. I don't know about all that, but. That's what I do. You'll have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. After. Unless you're an adult, and then you can hold it. Exactly. exactly. Hey, do you think they have uh, mail in Agrabah? Someone has to deliver it. Maybe well, maybe people just like fold up pieces of paper and write some Sanskrit on there, and then just kind of like give it to like a monkey or something, and then the monkey goes and takes it to uh, wherever it's supposed to go. The monkey's his uncle. Oh wait, wrong movie. Never oh mind. wait, uh, 
Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, that was the computer wore tennis shoes. Never mind. Uh, he had mail. Yes, and uh, we have mail. Oh, yay. Is it from Agrabah? Uh, no, it's not from Agrabah, but it's from Wreck-It Rachel. And uh, her subject line is Shazam. Shazam? She says, hey, guys. I wonder. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh... Hey guys, I hope everyone's having a good Memorial Day weekend. Yesterday, I had my godson with me because his parents were at Galaxy's Edge and he wasn't allowed to come. Ooh, dirty. Dirty. (laughs) Uh, His dad is a cast member and only got to bring one person. He picked his wife over his son because he's smart. They said to see something fun, watch watch the drinking fountain in the line for Smuggler's Run. There's a fun tip for everyone. Oh. I didn't notice that. You know, I mean, I might not have even gotten that far. The line was only like half of what a, what they could have. Uh, we tried to give him a good day. We went to see Shazam. I know super late to that game. <laughs> he really wanted Just to see Just a little it. bit. Yeah. We really wanted Well, especially with Anthony not inviting anybody to the early previews. <laughs> uh, he really wanted to see it, and his parents had no interest. And I wanted to see it, too. Uh, it was playing at our local discount theater. $3 movies. Yeah. Yes, please. I thought it was very funny and yet still dark and scary because it's DC, I guess. Uh, since I had an eight-year-old with me, I was comparing Marvel's PG-13 to DC PG-13. DC has more shits and giggles for dirty humor. It was fine. Uh, unless you're uh, Deadpool, for instance. <laughs> I didn't care, but it's just somewhere my brain went to compare and contrast. He really enjoyed it, and I did too. And bonus, Zachary Levi. Giselle, I'd marry him too. I mean, Flynn Rider's the best Disney guy. It was my Prince Eric. It was Prince Eric for me since I was three, but Flynn came in and took that guy out. Who's your favorite Disney guy? We went to, And then we went to The Habit because burgers. Mm. Uh, just to note, his friends call him Eugene. And don't forget, $1.30 for bacon. Oh, boy. Uh, good day achieved. Thank you for those who have served and died for this country. Have a good weekend, Rachel. Cool. Sweet. Uh, that was a good email. It's always a good idea to go to the Habit and uh, enjoy some of their burgers. $1.30 bacon. $1.30 for bacon if you need to add it. And um, uh, they're, uh, they have ice cream there, which is okay. It's not nothing compared to McDonald's, but if you're there, uh, get an ice cream too. All right, thank you for your email there, Wreck-It Rachel. All right, next email is from Dan the Mailman, and his subject line is... Whoa. Is Rumble Rumble. (laughs) And his subject line is Returns. Dan says, hey, Mousepire, finally got to the park this last week. Seems like forever, but really just almost three weeks. Got up to get there early last Monday. Freeway was good. Got to the parking lot. And all good, and then bam, line to get on the bus. Uh, must have been some kind of middle school day besides Memorial Day, but the line moved quickly. Didn't have a problem at security, you know, because he's not trying to like sneak in drugs or anything. <laughs> and uh, immediately got a max pass for Hyperspace Mountain as soon as we got in line. Then off to watch the Toy Story 4 sneak peek. And all I have to say is, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> That's the, uh, the Elizabeth's favorite line as well. I'm not crying. You're crying. Uh, did a few rides before the Fast Pass was good. Had lunch. Inspected the new Adventureland sign. You have to let us know next week as, uh, how, how it inspected. Did it, did it meet all your expectations? Maybe he uh, had a magnifying glass. Perhaps. 
we were finishing up just as it was starting to get busy. Galaxy's Edge has the continued preview, and a lot of those had the R2 droids. Lots of cast member wristbands walking around. Good times for sure, and a great comeback. I will be there next Monday for activity day, and then begin my regular summer visits the week after, and maybe return to the podcast as well. See you all soon. Dan out! Oh, P.S. Since the ladies were talking, my Marvel crush is Thor, and I'm happy to announce that finally I have that I finally have his body. It's taken a while, but I finally look like Thor in Endgame. Plus, we both like beer. Uh, Dan, you're supposed to say that your Marvel man crush is Thor, and that makes it okay. Uh, if you just say that your Marvel crush a little bit uh, conspicuous, no, uh, I like Thor as well. I was thinking about dressing up for him for Halloween. Fat uh, Thor. I want to see that. I'm going to do Fat Thor. I think for Halloween, I don't do. I don't dress up for much, so it'll be a good. Uh, it'll be a good, uh, you know, Halloween thing. I just want to say real quick that I'm surprised that Dan didn't mention Star Wars Night at Angel Stadium oh. on last Friday. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the invite. <laughs> you know, the other thing he didn't mention is when he's going to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, he's going on the 13th. Wow, his are a little bit out there, huh? Yeah, I'll be going with them too. TFTI guys. So uh, yeah, we uh, went to the Angel game on that Friday for the Star Wars night. It was pretty cool. They had uh, characters out there. They had like you know, photo ops and everything. I've never been to a Star Wars night, so uh, really cool. And then they had like um, Star Wars Rally Monkey. They had a uh, Chewbacca Rally Monkey. Chewbacca. Rally Monkey. And uh, it was funny because I took uh, Miles and he. Uh, Basically, all night was beating the angel out of the monkey. He hates the angels. Yeah, big well, Dodger I mean, fan, you know, just like me. And he was all night just. I gotta get the angel. Beat off this the monkey. angel out of the monkey. And the next thing he's gonna do, he says he's gonna uh, wrap the monkey in a Dodger shirt and wash him some big <laughs> wash him some Dodger. He should, yeah. But the game was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's been a Who while. They play. They played the Texas Rangers. So basically, a throwaway team. <laughs> I don't like Texas. I hate Texas. Yeah. I hate Texas with uh, a passion, and uh, I was rooting for them. <laughs> I mean, the Rangers aren't as bad as, like, you know, say the Dallas Cowboys in different sport, but as far as hated teams in America, Cowboys are, like, the worst. I would say uh, the Rangers are not as bad as Texas. <laughs> the Astros. In general. Are the Astros still exist, or is that the Rangers now? Did they change the name of the team or is it an expansion team? I have no idea. No. All right. No and no? Just a lot of no? What? What? I don't know. You don't know. He doesn't know. All right. So uh, um, once again, Dan, thank you for uh, the inv- invitation and uh, had a great time. And Miles had a great time too. So uh, hopefully we'll see you guys or see you in the park soon. And um, yeah. And we'll see you definitely for Galaxy's Edge. Thank you for your email there, Dan the Mailman, and of course, Wreck-It Rachel. All right, so if you guys have any uh, comments, questions, or your tip of the weeks, or let us know what you thought of Aladdin. Or Galaxy's Edge. There you go. All you have to do is email us. Mousefire at gmail.com. You know, it's uh, the next time that we see each other, but today is the today's the 28th? Yes. Yeah. So the next time, flip the calendar. So, so we'll see each other on the fourth. We will have gone to Galaxy's Edge 
together once. And then I believe we go again like the day after the next podcast. So as you listen to this podcast, like over the next couple of weeks, if you happen to be listening, cause you know, I mean, there's like what, seven or eight of you guys out there. Uh, you'll get the progression of our opinion. And I think that's going to be interesting for people to hear, you know, if, especially if they don't get a chance to go or if they only got one reservation, for instance, or if they didn't get any, it'll be interesting to hear how, you know, you heard what I thought after one visit. I'm not fully convinced yet. What's going to happen after I go with Diggs and my other friend on Saturday, where it's like, we know that these people are star Wars fans and I'm kind of exposed to that. And then again, we go on, we go on, I think it's Wednesday or Thursday of next week as well. So it's like, we're going to have the opportunity to, you know, share how it's changed for us over the first few weeks. I mean, and Anthony, who's not going at all, like, you know, he'll have to use that vicariously as his, uh, you know, so he can soak it up. Soak it. Soak it. Like bread. If I could sneak you in like in a backpack. <laughs> like um, Yoda? Like a Yoda, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, more like a rancor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, you know, in a backpack, uh, I would do that. In fact, I do want to say one last thing about Galaxy's Edge. And I don't know if you, I want to know what your opinion is, not when we're there, but after. What's the one thing that you thought was like one of the coolest little details? And for me, it was what's the name of the shop where the legacy lightsabers are again? Doc Ondar. Doc Ondar shop. There is a, you know, how Disney likes to do those like in the wall sort of moving display things. There's what a Rancor actually, no, not a Rancor. The Sarlacc. It's a Sarlacc. It's like a model of a Sarlacc and it shows what you see out of the top and then it shows how much of it is on the bottom, like under the underground. And it's like a whole creature underground. He has a beard and everything. And then on the top, you just see like the pieces that you see. I have one question now that you mentioned the Sarlacc. Is there a baby Sarlacc there? I'm going to have to look again. Yeah, that's a good one. Because uh, see if there's that tie back to the uh, comic. So there's in the comic, there's a baby. In Sarlacc. the comic, there is a B story. The A story in the Galaxy's Edge comic is about uh, Han Solo's adventure, or whatever, uh, in the past. Uh, but there's a B story in, so far in the comic that has to do with Doc Ondar uh, acquiring this baby Sarlacc. Well, maybe that's the one that's in the. Maybe it's not a model. Maybe, maybe it's, it's a baby. A model. Maybe it's the baby. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I can only imagine how big it would grow. And if it's a baby, boy, that's a long beard for a baby. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Powered Podcast. Bye. We're done already? We are done already for Thankfully. this week. Thankfully. And uh, next week, we'll, uh, well, at least uh, Tim and I will be talking to you about Galaxy's Edge after uh, we. Today, this was a single dose. Next week, you're getting a double, double, extra double dose. Screw you guys. uh, I'm going home. And then Cartman over here will just comment on the double dose. I just won't even show up. I'm just going to be like. Or is that the double Dutch bus? (laughs) 
All right, so yeah, we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, we have we will be going on um, well next week, of course, and we'll talk to you all about that and tell you what we liked and uh, well. Tim told you what he liked, and maybe he'll add some more what stuff. What I didn't like. Yeah. Ah. Well, we already know what Anthony doesn't like. He hasn't been there yet, and those lightsaber prices that are uh, stupid. What I am thinking is that I just love Disneyland so much that like this place was a shock to me. It was so different from like Disneyland, and having to accept that that was part of Disneyland was like really difficult for me. Without At the same going, time, full-size Millennium Falcons. Without, like, ah, without going know? off the rails on it too much, I just want you to think about the way you feel about that now. Imagine how you're going to feel about Marvel Land when it opens. No, I feel like that fits in there, though, already. It's like it, the Marvel area fits into that Hollywood backlot sort of, in my mind at least. But maybe because... Uh, Only because Guardians is already there, though. Besides that, but California Adventure is kind of like a... What the hell are we doing here, Park? You know what? What is Disney actually doing here? Let's uh, have well, Pixar. We have, let's I have, think we've already established long ago when you know when we first started talking about this that uh, had they had the room, Galaxy's Edge would have been attached to DCA. Well, I mean they were they were one of their plans was to put it in the I believe it's the Simba lot next to Paradise Pier and have uh, a land bridge that goes over from the back corner behind the roller coaster. That would have been a thought, or uh, or by Victor, uh, by uh, by uh, Garden Walk and destroy it would have been another good idea. <laughs> I'm uh, just saying that since DCA is not as you know classic as Disneyland. No, I agree. I agree. I know that's one of uh, well, people would have found reasons to complain, anyways. But right. I know one of the biggest complaints was yeah, Star Wars doesn't belong in Disneyland, but. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Star Tours was there. Indiana Jones is there. Uh, I mean, you know, there's lots of things in Disneyland that don't really necessarily maybe feel like they belong there. Uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. Disneyland is what it is now. It's just it's 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 grown. You know, I've been super uh, excited about it this whole time. But having been inside, I feel them on the fact that under- it does not belong there. Not to say that I don't think it's awesome. Again, full side Millennium Falcon. My like geek dar is going off, but it again, it didn't feel like it belonged there. It felt like what the hell is this doing? Well, connected with the tunnel to Disneyland. What you need to do is you need to disconnect yourself from that idea. Just walk in there and then disconnect yourself from the idea that you walked into it from Disneyland. It was just a shock walking out after spending four hours in this this. Other place, it was a shock walking out and cutting through Fantasyland to go down the main uh, street. Think about it from the point of view of uh, that uh, Galaxy's Edge is a Disneyland within Disneyland because Disneyland itself has the whole idea with the berm and trees and stuff that you're supposed to In be that dis- way, disconnected. You're right. yeah. Disneyland was designed so that way you're disconnected from the outside world. Until they built the ugly tower thing. Well, right. Uh, for the most part, though, the, the whole idea of the berm and everything was to keep the outside world out. Can't see out from in. And uh, the, the same thing with uh, Galaxy's Edge. Is it's been designed such where uh, uh, from, you know, uh, that you're not going to really know what's going on outside of Galaxy's Edge until you actually leave. So once you get into Galaxy's Edge, you just teach yourself to have that disconnect so that way you're not really thinking about the fact, oh, I'm in Disneyland. No, you're uh, you're on Batu. You're uh, you're in 
uh, Black Spire Outpost. Uh, you're in Star Wars world, basically. Just disconnect your mind from the fact that you're in a land within Disneyland because it's it's a whole new world, so to speak. All right, so next week we'll be talking about uh, maybe if uh, I feel the same way that uh, Tim felt after going in, in there and coming out. Maybe I have the same feelings. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. So stay tuned for that coming up next week. Don't forget to head over to Tomorrowland Theater and check out the Toy Story 4 sneak peek. Check that out. It's pretty cool. It's coming next week is the return of Soarin' Over California. All right. So, of course, when uh, these guys go to uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, you should be able to get lots of pictures on the social medias, uh, particularly on Mousepire on Facebook, at Mousepire on the Twitter and the Instagram. And, well, you should be expecting this guy over here to do lots of snaps, snaps, snaps on the uh, Snapchat. We, of course, Mousepire on there as well. Snip, snappity, snoop. I snip, snap, and I snoop. Blip, blabbity, bloop. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Baloo1313. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you'll see your button orders going out. Hey, check out DGPclothing.com. Get your mouse pirate gear and get your custom-made shirts. I actually made a shirt that said Chubby Gummy Bear. Look pretty cool. Uh, don't forget to head over to um, patreon.com slash mouse pirate. Help support the podcast. Check out Michael the Mail Guy's $3 special. You can't get a corn dog for $3, but hey, you can help us out. And don't forget to uh, head over to YouTube. Check out the podcast there. All you have to do is search Mouse Pirate Podcast on YouTube or just hit the link over on the Facebook page. Buttons, not pins. Yeah. And until next time, remember, if you don't fill a queue with people, then you might as well fill it with strollers. <laughs> so for Bart Starr, Bill Buckner, and Women's Rights, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? Call up a hammerhead Corvette. I have an idea. <laughs> okay, then. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. You're a bow peep. Thank you. Happy beeps. Aladdin. It's a whole new world of profits. Like the Soren Soren or the Soren? Whoa. <laughs> Depends on who you're going with. Oh, I'm not holding hands with you. Got up early. Got. Oh, boy. See this is a I, tongue see twister. See how I, I yeah. get stumbled?